I want to tell you guys about a very cool project that I was a part of. I love comic books. This is true. My parents' attic still has about 15,000 Marvel comics in it. Love Marvel. Always have. I don't know if you love comic books as well, but even if you don't, you've heard of Marvel. Everybody knows Marvel. It's a cultural institution. Wolverine, The Long Night, Marvel's first scripted podcast ever. Childhood me would be freaking out about this because I got a part in it. I got a part, and the part's hilarious. Part is, it's... You're going to laugh so hard when you see my part, but I did it. I'm in the Marvel Universe. The show follows two special agents investigating a string of murders deep in Alaska. At first, they suspect Logan, a stranger with claws, a.k.a. Wolverine. Do I meet Wolverine? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. You got to listen. You got to find out. The first seven episodes are out now. They're amazing. And if you start now, you'll end up binge listening the whole thing just in time for the finale. You can only hear the Wolverine Podcast on Stitcher Premium. To listen now, go to wolverinepodcast.com, W-O-L-V-E-R-I-N-E podcast.com. Use the code MARVEL at checkout. You get your first month free. Hello to all my road dogs out there. It's beautiful anonymous. One hour. One phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one, I think it'll be more fun, and I'll get to know you, and you'll get to know me. Hey everybody, Chris Gethard here, welcoming you to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. You may notice that the uh, sound quality is no no better or worse than usual, but but markedly different. I'm actually at the uh, offices of the Chris Gethard Show. Jared and Harry were nice enough to uh, take a field trip, set up like a little mobile command unit version of our studio. So we're taping this from my office. I'm sitting at my messy desk in this facility that I rarely get to leave anymore because my life is a dream, but also a prison. Anyway... Let's move on from that. Let's not get into all my deep psychological issues with the concepts of success and failure. Let's just move on. Wanted to address a couple of the ads coming up on the show. A lot of people in the Facebook group saying that my ad reads for the Thomas English Muffins campaign is very sensual. I'll tell you, that's just genuine passion for the product. Who doesn't love an English muffin? I I enjoyed reading that people found it to be uh, sensual, but yeah. I'm not the most uh, sensual person, so that was confusing to read. Also, if you listen to the ads before this intro, you heard uh, the Wolverine podcast, the new Marvel podcast. It's on Stitcher. I have a part in it. I'm a part of the Marvel universe now. The part I have makes me giggle. If you're listening to that show, you'll know why. And I hope you check that one out because it means I, I was, I was, I tell you, I filmed a scene in Iron Man 3. It was cut and it was heartbreaking. So I found my way back into the Marvel universe via this Wolverine podcast. And I am thrilled. I'll tell you, uh, that, that, that Facebook group, last week's episode, I, uh, I, I really enjoyed that episode. Everybody enjoyed that episode. There were a handful of people who didn't, and they got mean, and they got kicked out of that Facebook group for it. You can't be mean. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about this show. It's about connecting as human beings. And, and I feel like in the past two years in particular, we can all agree, the internet has become a thing that divides human beings. And the thing I love about that Facebook group is that it's a lot of people who enjoy a thing based around listening and based around empathy. They come together. They discuss these things and they listen and they empathize and they remember that the people out there who, who make these calls see this stuff and uh, got to prioritize kindness. Loved that episode last week. Loved that episode. 
uh, this week's episode. This is one of our live episodes from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. We did a little uh, three-week residency out at the Bell House, one of the great venues in this world. It was really fun. This episode is, uh, I, I tell you, one of my favorite movies of all time is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I think that's one of the great comedies uh, I've ever seen. I think it's John Candy, Steve Martin. Their performances are impeccable. My wife has said her favorite actor of all time is the frozen dog from that movie. A stellar performance from the dog who has to be frozen. If you know that scene, you know what I'm talking about. If not, you're terribly confused. We had two guys on the road, a couple people whose lives sort of echo that movie, who are sort of living the real life version of getting out there on the road and seeing what happens. And I will tell you, this call was so fun and so loose and so weird. And and keep listening because there's also some things that happen in the course of the episode that become just so real. And uh, these guys start really wearing their hearts on their sleeves. And it's just a reminder that everybody everywhere, no matter how they come off initially on the surface, deep wells of uh, empathy and experience and thought. And this episode, I think, is such a good reminder of that. I enjoyed it. Thanks to everybody who came at the Bell House. Thanks to the callers for calling. And enjoy the episode. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? 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 Hey, how's it going? Hey, Chris, what's going on, man? (laughs) Not much here, you enthusiastic son of a bitch. I'm just like, I can't believe I actually made it through, I'm not going to lie. No, that's awesome. I'm glad you got through. You sound like you got a whole lot of life. And I'm sure you saw this on the Instagram, but uh, it's a live show, so there's a crowd, so no pressure. Um, they're all very yeah. nice. Yeah, oh, yeah, no pressure at all, I know. No, they're all, all very nice people, and they all got your back, I promise. Everybody's in it just to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you see, right there, right there. Uh, <laughs> The only difference. Be- oh! <laughs> uh, I just want to let you know before we start. Only difference between this and regular call is they can um, use their phone to send me questions. So they might have like thoughts or questions along the way, but otherwise, it's just a normal phone call. Uh, perfect. Yeah. Very perfect. Yeah. So how are you? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Uh, just driving. You know, a lot. <laughs> Driving a lot, okay. You're currently you're using a hand. Yeah. You're using a hands-free right now. You got the hands-free headset. I am 100% hands-free. Good. That's and uh, I also have a uh, passenger with me that might want to jump in on a call here a little bit. Wow, who's that? Uh, we uh, travel for work, so he's my trainee. Oh, you got a trainee <laughs> teaching one of the main skills: call podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I was, during the hold, I was explaining him to the sh- what the show was in case I got on. Yeah, and uh, he was like, oh, "I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk." I'm like, you're gonna talk, man. You're gonna talk. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> what uh, what type of stuff do you do that you travel? You don't have to say if you feel like that might out you, but uh, what are you doing that you travel so much? Uh, we uh, travel to uh, all across the country to. Uh, buy and sell like used equipment so yeah it's nothing too glamorous but a lot of travel 
get to see the country. You buy and sell used equipment. That's uh, that's vague but intriguing. <laughs> vague but intriguing is what I would say yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of like packaging and food packaging equipment. Um, pretty much any machine you can think of that a uh, facility is going to use in their production line, uh, we go look at it and take pictures and uh, buy it and list it on our website. Um, so how? So you just you just hear about machinery, and then you go to it, and then you p take photographs, Basically. and then you sell it. Wow. How do you get into yeah, that game? pretty much. How do you get into that? Uh, you know, uh, we both uh, worked in the warehouse um, of the company that we worked for and, you know, just moved our way up. And now they pay us to go around the country and see all, see everything. So That's awesome. How many, how many miles a year do you put on your car, you think? Uh, well, we have a company car. Yeah. And... Uh, but I do have more rentals than anything, so uh, I, I can't really, I can't tell you. Um, that's, but I'm out every other week. You're out every other week? Yeah, and for half the year I'm out traveling somewhere. Half the year you're on the road. Wow, and, and when you, do you stay out for an entire week when you're on the road? You just keep traveling around looking at machinery? Yep, pretty much. 10 hour days, most of the driving, 10, Is, 12 hours. I tell you, I have a real great relationship with road trips. I have a lot of fondness for them. Some of my life's formative decisions have been made out there on the open roads of America. I firmly believe if you've never driven cross country and you live in this country, you are just simply put missing out. I think it'll totally adjust your political views because you go to places that are small and remote. And if you grew up on the East Coast like me, you start to see that like, oh, other people do have a totally different way of life. Maybe they're not the enemy. They just experience and think differently. I have a real beautiful attachment to road trips. Do you have that? Is that part of why you do this? Or do you hate driving more than anything at this point in your life? I honestly don't mind driving. Uh, I like, uh, I like the reason I took the job was to travel. I mean, I, uh, grew up on the, not necessarily East coast, but in, let's just say the great air, or great state of New York. The great state and, of New uh, York. Uh, move, Play into the crowd. I like it. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> uh, then we moved, uh, to the Midwest, which, uh, I don't, you know, suggest there's nothing out there. So I wanted to see, uh, so the country, so driving and traveling is not too bad for me. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, can I talk to the trainee hey. for a second? I think I can talk to the trainee. Yeah, go ahead, trainee. Yeah, what's up? Now, okay, oh, so you guys are on speakerphone, so you can both hear me? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Trainee, you think you're cut out for this road life? Um, uh, so far it's not going too bad. Um... A lot of the problem that I am facing is I like, I eat, I cook a lot of my food. So, uh, kind of, we have to stay at a lot of hotels. So it's a lot of cooking, preparing, um, I got to do with that. Cause I don't like eating fast food. So that's really my only concern. And then finding gyms to work out at. That's also a problem. He's a pretty big muscle head. I'll yeah. That. Hotel gyms kind of suck. So besides eating and the jam so far, it's not too bad. So your main obstacle with this job is that you don't know if you're going to find a place to whale on those lats and then cook up that protein. 
Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then when you get to your site and you get to lift big fucking machines over your head, that's pretty nice, right? <laughs> no, yeah. we, get, uh, we get all the uh, other people to do it for us. We don't do any heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah. I was just kidding, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now wait what's the like like because what what types of machine like what's the coolest machine you found i want to know what types of machines i've never heard of a job where you just drive around looking at machines what's the best <laughs> the best machines oh uh i mean they're all honestly i don't know man they're all kind of blank uh i mean there's a couple like uh what was that beer filing place? We'll go to um, the beer companies who are brewing beer, um, and they'll have, what, what are those machines called? Labelers. Uh, just labelers, and it's a huge machine that just goes in a circle, kind of like a revolver, and just labels beer bottles. Um, it like that. Um, yeah, see, he's still memorized by it. You know, I've been doing it for a while, so uh, I uh, kind of gotten tamed down to it. That's I like that answer. So so the machine that's such a specific thing. So the machine that sticks the labels on a beer bottle, someone's looking to get rid of it. I would imagine like is that like a like an old family brewery is maybe shutting down and then you're like we can find somebody else who wants that and then you have to find someone in the market for that very specific machine? Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. How does the supply and demand break down on that? Because I feel like you have all the supply of an old bottling labeling machine, but the one person who would buy that has all the demand. So is it just kind of like a very like gentlemanly negotiation? Yeah, well, a lot of these uh, warehouses that we go to, uh, they get sold out or bought out, or they're just getting a bunch of, um, bunch of, new, a lot, a bunch of new equipment. So they want to get rid of their old stuff. And their old stuff sometimes isn't really that old. It's just old to them because they're a big company and they're just looking to get it out the door. So then we will market to the used uh, people who are kind of just getting into the market uh, and into production, for, um, like bottling lines or something, like they're just starting a business. So they're looking for used equipment. Um so that's kind of who we mainly sell to is people who are just getting into whatever industry they're wanting. Like, uh, I mean, we'll have uh, people from a lot of people out west looking to make their own pot brownies, and they'll want a, uh, a pot brownie maker. And then they'll they'll do it for a year or two, and uh, then they'll want to get rid of it because uh, because uh, they didn't make any money from it. So then they'll sell it back to us, and it just goes like that. That makes sense. Is there a machine that is a pot brownie maker? Isn't that just an oven? Isn't that no. an oven? <laughs> no, no. I don't think there's a pot brownie making machine. But uh, I mean, with that thing, there'd be like a whole production line kind of to make those brownies. So there's a lot of equipment that goes into that. Right. So it's like industrial baking equipment. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. That's. I, I got to say... I am smitten with the romance of your life. I know it's just your guy's life and you live it day to day, but it sounds like old school Americana <laughs> salesmanship to me in a way that I am romanticizing in my head and really enjoying. Um, there's some questions so coming in. Too, we are vacuum sales salesmen. Yeah, you kind of are like old school salesmen, but in this very specific <laughs> way, right? 
Hey, if it helps, just picture me as a John Candy from uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles selling uh, shower rings. And he's the Steve Martin. I, that, I got to tell you, that is probably my... I, I would go so far as to say that's my second favorite comedy of all time. That's one of those underrated movies. I can't believe you brought it up. It's going to be hard for me to not spend the next 49 minutes just talking about how much I like it. The dog in that movie who gets real cold is my wife's favorite actor. That's like... That dog. People love that dog. That speech Steve Martin gives, is that's one of the best things ever in the history of comedy. That speech, he's like, yeah. Edie McClurg is like, can I help you? He's like, yeah, you can fucking help me. Give me a fucking car, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Dachshund, four wheels, and some fucking keys. And then she's like, why are you so mad? And he's like, because I walked across a fucking highway and a fucking runway. Anyway, you know. It's good. Hey, some questions are coming in from the crowd. Can I ask you some of the crowd questions? Go ahead. Ariel wants to know what state you're currently in. Hello? We are in the very uh, boring, flat state of Iowa. Iowa. No wonder you got time to kill. Uh, Let's go. Kyleen wants to know how much can the trainee bench? Three hundred and fifteen. Wow, three fifteen. Crowd is impressed. The yeah. ha- the handful of podcast yeah. fans yeah. that know exactly how much weight that is are very <laughs> impressed. That's three big plates on each side. Damn the visuals, uh, Mariah. <laughs> Mariah has a great question. Are you guys each other's Valentine since you're currently driving? It uh, it has been a joke around the office, and uh, we. Uh, Let's say there is, uh, I have a surprise for him tomorrow. Got him some flowers. <laughs> oh, a lot of people just want what seems to be like basic travel advice. Like, what's your favorite hotel? Uh, I stick with uh, Choice Hotel. Shout out to them. Hopefully they become a sponsor, you know. Uh, but... Uh, they uh, choice hotels. It's nice and simple. They have uh, very comfortable beds. Oh, <laughs> that's key. all I really care about. Yeah. Um, Mary wants to know your your. Uh, she also asked about hotels, but also asks about the best and worst road food. A topic near and dear to my heart because you can't just stop for fast food. You got to go to like barbecue places and weird little local joints, right? Oh, right. I stopped at a uh, uh, this uh, little bar that was like a mile away from my hotel. And they had a burger, but it was, a, it was called the Nightmare Burger. It had jalapenos and chili, and oh, it was delicious. It was the best burger I've ever had. It was probably about 3,000 calories, but it was totally worth it. So do you think of that area, and you're like, I hope someone is selling a machine there there soon so I can go back and get that burger again? Every time I go out, Chris, I think about that burger. <laughs> you're like, please, let someone sell a big, uh, like a big steam-powered press so I can go. Oh, wait, here, um, here's an important one that I think is what it comes down to. And this is from someone mysteriously just known as the girl on the LIRR. Um, a very good, simple question that I think uh, I'll ask you to take your time with if you're so inclined. What is your weirdest travel experience? Weirdest travel experience. Oh, gotta throw it on top of my head here. Uh, well, I mean, 
today was kind of a kind of a, an interesting uh, situation. Today. And then he then decides to tell us that he oh, has wait. six warehouses. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You cut out a little bit, and all we heard was the very tantalizing, and then he decides to tell us he has six warehouses. That's all we heard of your story so far. You're gonna well, that's all I've said so far. <laughs> You're going to have to begin again, my friend. All right, so we get to uh, this warehouse. It was today, actually. We get to this guy's warehouse and uh, to, to look at his equipment, and it tells us that we have six warehouses that we have to go through. And uh, it's uh, in the north, in the Iowa area, where it's cold, non-heated warehouses. And uh, he was like in, not anything against him, but he was like an 85-year-old man. So he liked to ramble a lot. <laughs> so you're telling me your gig is that you'll drive for 10 hours. And then an 85-year-old man in Iowa spends all day walking you through six warehouses so you might find a piece of machinery that someone might want. Pretty much. That's pretty much sums up the job. The romance I had in my head a little while ago, it's waning. I'm going to be honest. It's waning. Now, now, trainee, when you hear it like that... like. How deep into this game are you? Are you thinking this is a long-term thing for you, or are you kind of half in, half out still? Uh, I've been having a second thought, but, uh, I mean, I, I just started how long ago. I, I've been doing it maybe two, three months. Um, it's not bad so far, but it's, I'm just putting in the work now and hoping that or knowing that I'm going to you know, do something else within the company. Um, something better, something that's not as bad. Uh, that's, I'm all hoping for that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's hard work, but yeah, I'm hoping they'll pay off. Trainee, what is your deal, man? <laughs> you are the loose cannon of this relationship. You're the loose cannon, I can tell. <laughs> hey, to be fair, I knew it, we knew each other before we, he started working here, and, uh, I try to give him a fair amount of uh, what it's really like traveling all the time. Yeah. So it's not on me. No, that's fair. So I'd imagine I'm not going to ask for numbers. It sounds like you must make a, a decent amount of cash then if you're convincing a friend to do it, huh? It's not a bad amount of cash for, uh, you know, someone right out of college. Cool. I think the good thing about it, at least for me, the training is that they give us 50 bucks a day to spend on food. And... Everyone usually goes out to eat, and, and if you're going out to eat somewhere, you're spending like 15, 20 bucks a meal. But since I buy my food at like the grocery store and cook it, I mean, I could buy like organic chicken, organic steak, and just have, have a great meal because I cook it all on my own. I love it. Manipulating that per diem. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, as a comedian, you get your as a comedian, you do not need to tell me about traveling and managing to squeeze every last dime out of that per diem. <laughs> when you get that, you hang on to. It. <laughs> do you guys have families? You got families or no? Uh, yeah. Uh, what are you talking? What are we talking we, here? Uh, 
you know, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, girlfriend. You guys got girlfriends. Neither one of you is married yet, though. Correct, correct. How do the girlfriends feel about these long trips? Look at that. You bring in the relationships. You bring in the world outside the car. You know what they call that? Cliffhanger, baby. We got some ads. Check them out. Use the promo codes. Helps the show when you do. We'll be right back with more phone call. These days, you can get practically everything on demand, like this podcast, right? You listen when you want, when it's convenient for you. You download it, you got it, and then when you have time, you listen to it. So if everything's on demand now, why are you still taking trips to the post office when you can get postage on demand at Stamps.com? With Stamps.com, you can access all the amazing services of the post office right from your desk 24-7 when it's convenient for you. You buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, using your own computer and printer, then... The mail carrier picks it up. You just click, print, mail, and you're done. Couldn't be easier. You guys have heard me talk about how I've used it personally. I love it. I got a post office at the end of my block, and, and the post office is great, right? Hardworking people there. But you go, you, you don't always know what the line's going to be. You don't always know uh, what the situation's going to be like, right? Like what we said, I, I've, I've been sending out T-shirts for years. Stamps.com. It helps. Helps save you time, energy, effort, stress. It's good. And that's nothing against the post office. It's just saying if you can streamline the experience, why not do so? Right now, use the code BEAUTIFUL for this special offer. Up to $55 free postage, a digital scale, and a four-week trial. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BEAUTIFUL. That's stamps.com. Enter BEAUTIFUL. Morning. Hard to start the day sometimes. You've just been sleeping. Why would you want to get out of bed? Why would you get out of a warm, toasty bed? Maybe because there's something even warmer and toastier and even better waiting for you, my friend. I'm talking about Thomas's, the only breakfast brand that delivers a -a one-of-a-kind eating experience with its original nooks and crannies English muffin. These were the breakfast of my childhood. I tell you, iconic. I tell you, I feel warm, nostalgic feelings, and we all do. I bet a lot of us do. There's nothing quite like that nooks and crannies texture toasted perfectly, giving you irresistibly crispy edges with a soft, warm center. Take it from a true fan. Secret to revealing that perfect nooks and crannies goodness every time. You're going to want to pull apart your Thomas's English muffin into two halves. Gently. Do it gently. Use a fork to get in there and split them if you have to. Don't use a knife. Don't use a knife, okay? Be classy about it. Be gentle about it. You're going to lightly toast each half. Lightly. Don't overdo it, Okay. And then right when it comes out of the toaster, you have that butter ready. Get it in there. Watch how it melts and pools inside those amazing little nooks and crannies. It's delicious. It's a burst of flavor in every warm, toasty, buttery bite. If you haven't had them already, you got to toast and butter some Thomas's Nooks and Crannies English muffins. They're truly like no other. Thanks to all of the advertisers who helped me bring this show to the world. Now let's get back to the phone call. How do the girlfriends feel about these long trips? Uh, I don't think my girlfriend really gives a shit that I'm gone. So, that's no big deal to me. <laughs> uh, I just uh, uh, just started uh, this uh, girlfriend, so it's... Uh, we're, 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 we're testing the waters. Yeah. 
Because it, mu- I mean, being on the road a lot is a strain. I know when I go out and do a lot of comedy, when I'm gone for a bunch of days in the road, the, it, it, that's a strain on me and the wife. And I would imagine you guys sound like you're both young men. I would imagine your girlfriends must be like, "Hey, don't get too lonely out there in the uh, cold Iowa winds." <laughs> Well, we got each other for that now. That's good. Happy Valentine's Day. Do you guys, do you have these, uh, do you, you get those long road conversations going where you reveal more than you thought you were going to say and everything that happens in the rental car stays in the rental car, that type of thing? Uh, that more tends on to uh, me, yeah. I like to ramble and I don't like to sit in silence, so I just talk until uh, I pretty much spill my guts. Really? And Trainee, you just sit there. Trainee, you're not more, like, expressive and emotional, but then you get sucked into these emotional conversations. Uh, Trainee was uh, looking at his phone. Sorry, did you ask me a question? Trainee, how are you going to do me dirty like that? I was trying to text my brother and tell him what I was doing right now. I was telling him I was on a live podcast. You're telling your brother you're on a podcast. Look at that, 2018, man. On a podcast, texting your brother about being on a podcast. <laughs> All at once. It's like we're living in one of those chronotopes I heard about many months ago. That was, that was a callback to a previous episode. Oh, someone Go wants back. to know. That's a good. Uh, Katie wants to ask if any women do this job. Uh, right now, there's only... Uh, three guys who do it, but there are women in the, uh, uh, who traveled before, but right now it's just guys. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Um, what do you two like most about each other? Um, you can take this one, trainee. What do I like most about you? Um, I don't know he's got a lot of knowledge and what he's doing, so he's teaching me. Sarah wants to know what's your favorite kind of protein powder? Uh, I like the Garden of Life plant based protein powder. That's getting a couple cheers from the Brooklyn audience here. A couple of the Brooklyn CrossFit types. Yeah. Now, you guys. Yeah, I've been trying to, trying to eat uh, organic protein lately because you never really know what's in the stuff. So you might as well get plant based protein. But anyway. There you go. Now, wait, you guys said you played rugby together. Talk to me about this, because I had a friend who played rugby, and he, it, the way he described it made it sound actually pretty insane. Like, rugby is sort of like two groups of men get together, have a fist fight that they're pretending is a sport, and then they all stop fighting and go to a bar together and sing songs. <laughs> that uh, basically sums up the entire rugby culture. Really, that's the entire rugby culture. Yeah, pretty much. And I've heard that all the teams know the same songs. Like, it's not like you have your own songs you make up. It's like a shared culture of songs that's like a weird thing that some folklorist could, like, catalog all the rugby songs. Yeah, there's, uh, 
uh, Mother or Mary and Kind. There, yeah, there's a bunch of them. And every time uh, you go to a, uh, every time a uh, team hosts hosts the game, they have to have a social afterwards. And every team that we've ever had a social with knows the exact same song. I've, uh, there's a bunch of people on the team that played uh, overseas, and they, they know all the same songs. It's all the same. Now, what do I have to do to get you and Trainee to sing a song together for their, this audience right now? Um, singing a song on a podcast. Which one do you want to know? I don't know. Is there anyone in the crowd tonight who played rugby who knows one of these songs? Not one. What was that one? Someone yelled one out. Daddy boy. Daddy boy? Do you guys know one called Daddy boy? Daddy boy? Oh, they may, I've never heard of Daddy boy. They may have said Danny boy, and I heard Daddy boy. Which is on me. Which is on me. That's a that's a Freudian stuff. No, is, is that? Are there? Is there anyone who knows any of the rugby songs? Not one person. The one that we sing the most uh, in our club was uh, "Mary and Kind." I'm listening. All right, you ready? Yeah. Oh. Shit, my bad. We'll bleep Sorry, it out. Sally. No, that's okay. Well, Jared's gonna flag it right now. We'll bleep out the name. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. Was a merry kind. I hope the Lord I'm not there. The kind of rugger I would be would be rugby. Blanker, sir. Blanker, sir. Why is that, sir? Because I whip it out. And you whip it no, out. No, no, no. Who freaked that one? Power, merry kind. I hope the Lord I'm not there. The Lord the rugger I would be would be a rugby. Blanker, sir. Blanker, sir. Why is that, sir? Because I pull out. And you pull out. We all pull out together. Right in the middle of the night, pulling out together. If I was a marrying kind, I hope the Lord I'm not sir. The kind of rugger I would be would be a rugby. Prop, sir. Prop, sir. Why is that, sir? Because I support hookers. Hey, you support hookers. We all support hookers together. All right, in the middle of the night, supporting hookers together. All right, that's pretty much how it goes. And if you if you mess it up, uh, you got to drink out of the boot. So during this whole thing, the point to each other back and forth on who's back to say the next line. And if someone screws it up, they have to drink out of the someone's used cleat. Out of someone's used what? Cleat? Cleat. Oh, like that. Like a yeah. the shoe. That's truly foul. Yeah, so a uh, trainee at the very beginning would have fucking drank out of my boat. <laughs> oh, it gets weird out there on the road. Um, oh, here's a good question. Uh, what are you both most afraid of? Oh, we can get real deep on this one, Chris. I love it. I mean... Losing another sibling would be pretty big. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. That was about the... Re I, we just went from rugby song to serious. <laughs> that was a... That was a hey, you asked like we're about? No, hey, yeah. No, we go there. That's okay. That's okay. I'm really sorry. How long ago did, you, did this happen? 
about three years ago. Oh man, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not sure how much you wanna wanna talk about it, but uh, if you if you I mean, let's go with the crowd, man. What do they want? I mean, I th- I think they uh I think they're just along for the ride and they wanna have your back. So I think if you want to go for it, nobody's going to be bummed out. Uh, well, all right. I mean, go ahead. Ask. Well, I mean, uh, how, how did your sibling pass? Uh, it was a, uh, a freak accident. He uh, fell down the stairs. Man, that's really, uh, that's real life. That's real life right there. Yeah, it actually happened uh, in about a week or two. It'll be three years exact. Wow. Was this an older, older, uh, did you say he, so as a brother? Yeah, he's a uh, brother. He was four years older than I was, or I am. So you grew up with him. Wow, that's, uh, that's awfully intense. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And... Uh, don't want to say it happens, but I mean, it's. I'm trying to be uh, not too uh, emotional, I guess, because uh, trying to keep positive attitude. Yeah, I would imagine that has to like uh, that has to sort of change how you approach things a little bit, or some of your priorities in life. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, that's another reason why uh, I took this job, because uh, it gave really good benefits, and I can provide for my younger sister when uh, if something happens for me. So. Wow. Wow. But I would, I, I would have to imagine being out on the road by yourself for a week at a time. When you're uh, still processing that, that there, you must. We've been joking so much about the road life, but you must also be doing a lot of soul searching out there on the road, huh? Uh, yeah, a whole lot of soul searching. Like, like you said, I mean, open road, a lot of uh, clears your mind. You think about a lot. A lot of major decisions are decided on the road. They really are, aren't they? I'm telling you, I, uh, I've driven cross country, I think five or six times three times by myself and I always I always change my life around about halfway through the trip I always change something major in my life yeah it's uh I mean that's all you gotta do is either think or listen to your podcast <laughs> don't don't put all that pressure on me man <laughs> <laughs> wow I, yeah. I mean I'm not I mean, to bring it to, I mean, listening to your podcast definitely helped me out a lot um, with my uh, journey to, you know, to move past everything. With hearing everybody's story, I mean, honestly, it's truly beautiful, and I love it. Thank you. That's awfully nice. That's awfully nice. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, just, I'm happy. I mean, I tell you, I feel really lucky that... I feel like I'm the point person on this thing that's become all about like one by one connecting people to each other in a in a, a real way, and I'm I'm glad that it's uh, clicking with you at a time when maybe you need that. That's that's awesome. Uh, the uh, 
Yeah, you're uh, just listening to everybody else's stories, you know? It just it gets you where it hurts the most. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, brings up some bad emotions, some good emotions, and overall, it just the point of the show, you know? Everybody has their own story. Everybody's beautiful. And it's just better when you have that one-on-one. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. It makes me, I feel like I'm now, I feel like I've, I've, I'm in this like position from doing this. And I think maybe some people listen where it's like you walk down the street and you don't take anybody for granted a, a, as much, you know, like being a New Yorker, you're still like an asshole a lot of the time, just rushing past the whole world to get where you have to go. But like you look at someone's face and you're like, they have a whole, that person's probably 40. They have 40 years of shit that they've lived through and that they're dealing with, and I'll never know it. And that's just a good thing to remember. It's a nice, nice byproduct of this. Hey, trainee, what's your favorite muscle group to work out? I would say probably shoulders. (laughs) Shoulders or legs? Shoulders. Just great. Just show you got... Good shoulders. Hey, so uh, main guy, he has pretty good shoulders, huh? Uh, yeah, they're pretty good, man. Like it's all firm right here. I'm feeling them right now. I'm feeling them right now. Feeling the shoulders right. I love. I'm gonna go ahead and say this. You two are a couple of bros, and I love you. I love you, bros. The, f- the fact that we can joke around and you can tell us about your job in a serious way and then you sing a rugby song and then we talk about how real life can get when people pass away and then we can go back to joking. You guys are for real dudes and I really like you. I like you. So we've got about 25 minutes left just to let you know and then you're going to have to get back to uh, talking to each other. Sorry to say. <laughs> Sorry to say. Um, so how many people are listening to it? Uh, there's about 350 people here at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York tonight. <laughs> so a guy named Neil just asked. A guy named Neil asked a question I find very intriguing. Are you ready? Yes. Based on his performance thus far. What kind of performance review would you give trainee? Um, he's uh, very oblivious, but hardworking. He, uh, is... We missed that last but, uh, part. We just heard Trainee's cackle. We couldn't hear. I said he's uh, eager to learn, but uh, you need to repeat yourself a few times. Part of uh, remembering. Trainee, would you care to dispute this assertion? Uh, no, I'd say I, I agree with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not that I just don't uh, remember it. I mean, it is. But part of it's just like, my mind's just always racing, just thinking about shit stuff. So it's like some, some things, important things, I'll retain in my head, but the other things just completely fly over my head. 
and like how completely not even realize you said something. But uh, yeah. Well, that it's really commendable to be able to recognize your own limitations, Cheney. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to work on it, so. So, yeah. We've been playing memory game, you know, flip the cards, trying to find a match. <laughs> Tell me that's true. Tell me that's true. That is 100% true, Chris. So you are not just making fun of you. Actually, you guys get to the... Do you guys get one hotel room with two beds, or do you get, each get your own room, get a little space from each other? Uh, we, uh, we get one hotel room. So you get to the hotel room, you drive in, looking at warehouses, seeing if you can find anything. Get to the room, you bust out memory games to try to beef up trainees' <laughs> mental ability to do this job. You know, I want, I, want my, uh, I want my fellow rugby brother here, you know, to succeed. I got to do whatever it takes. Now, trainee, this may be true about you, but how do you feel about the fact that he can't lift a car over his head like you can? Uh, I mean, we went to the gym a couple times trying to work on that. Uh, we're still working on it. We actually went to the gym yesterday. Um, so I think for as long as we're traveling together, I think we're going to be in the gym together. So, so one day, Chris, I'll be able to get that car over my head. Touche. Touche. So wait, you're telling me, <laughs> trainee, you work on the body, and then Manga, you work on the brains. I love it. Wait, trainee, I forgot to ask you. Things got so serious and so, uh, so, so genuine. I forgot to ask you what you're most afraid of. What am I most afraid of? Uh, I don't know. I would say maybe like breaking a bone or something, which I've never done uh, before. But that just be unfortunate that I couldn't really go to the gym or play rugby. Um, or any of that, so that would just suck. You know, everybody's walking their own path, and we're not gonna. It's not. We're not gonna compare. We're not gonna. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. <laughs> if it was, we would win. <laughs> you know, everybody has their own level of life experience, and uh, we just got a lot of people in the room sending love your way and uh, hugs your way, and. Uh, and uh, all, all sorts of things like that, which is very heartening to see. Um, <laughs> how much longer do you have left on this drive? That's a good question. Uh, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. A guy named Brett has a really good idea. Can you honk the horn as proof that you're actually driving? Can you hear it? I can. It sounds weird. It sounds weird. It sounds like a doorbell. That's it. Not a very loud horn. Trainee, what would your performance review be of Main Guy? I think we can all agree this trainee is a little bit of a character. He's not going to pull punches on this performance review. Can't wait to hear it. I bet you're on the same page. We got some ads first. Check them out, and we'll be right back with more phone call. Is there anything worse than sitting in the waiting room of a repair shop, stressing, wondering how it's going to go, or you get worse yet, you get that call, right? Oh, your car is going to take two more days to fix. It's going to cost hundreds more. 
than we initially estimated. I'm excited to be working with a service called YourMechanic.com. I love it. Solves a lot of these problems. YourMechanic.com sends the mechanic right to you at your home or your office. It could be replacing my brake pads right now. It could be out in your driveway. While, while I'm sitting here recording this, they could be in a driveway helping you out. Better yet, at yourmechanic.com, you get a quote up front, and it's the actual price you pay. They'll even show you what it could cost to get the same repair elsewhere. And they back up every service with a 12,000-mile, 12-month warranty. Not to mention, they get full background checks to all their mechanics. All these people have 10 years of experience. On average, they're not just sending somebody to your house they haven't vetted. In good hands. If your car won't start, maybe that check engine light is on, right? It's bugging you. Or you need a brake job, you can hear it. You can hear it in the brake pads. Call today, schedule an appointment, or visit yourmechanic.com slash stories, and a mechanic will come to your home or office. For a limited time, you'll even get $20 off your first service. Call now, 800-701-6230. That's 800-701-6230. Thanks again to all of our sponsors who helped bring this show to the world for free. Now let's finish off this phone call. Trainee, what would your performance review be of Main Guy? Of the Main Guy? Um, be honest, I, I'd say he needs to improve a little bit on uh, picture taking. Um, that's probably the main reason. Because when we look at this stuff, we got to take pictures and put it on the website. And, uh, you know, there's people have their own way of taking pictures, and it's all about angles and you got to fill, fill the screen up with the, the piece of equipment, you know. I mean, there'll be some times when, like, you'll need to get a picture of a tag and they'll just do, like, one of those lean over with one hand on one foot and just snap the picture real quick and it'll, it'll be clockwise. But other than that... Uh, because I'm an expert, that's why I can do all that cool photograph. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, he's been uh, pretty good at helping me learn all this stuff. Um, so, yeah. That's good. Someone wants to know, what do you think of performance-enhancing drugs? Um, I, do, I think, for, for me, I'm going to try and stay natural for as long as possible, and I'm going to eventually surpass the people that are my age that are taking stuff. Uh, because uh, there's guys that are in their 20s that are uh, taking steroids. And you'll see him get off, and they'll get so small. And then here I am, haven't injected anything, or haven't taken any steroids, and I'm still, I still got good size on me. And I think if I stay just natural for as long as I can, I will eventually, you know, surpass them, or at least be healthy. I want to see what my potential is uh, before I start taking anything, because um, there's a lot of same ways you can improve. Get more gains, um, like eat maybe just eat, eat a lot of more healthy food um, instead of eating stuff fast food. Because there'll be people who are taking stuff and eat fast food. Like you, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it 100. But uh, yeah. Hell yeah! All right, a very thorough answer. <laughs> James has a great question. I'm gonna pass this one on. It's for both you guys. Is there anything you have wanted to say to each other that you've never said? That is a pretty good question there. <laughs> um, in front of 350 people, that's pretty hard, man. Yeah. 
I think you need to shower a little more. Did you say he needs to shower more? I said that's kind of yeah, yeah. I said I'd be my only complaint. Well, you need to get off those creatine parts, man. <laughs> what was that? I said he needs to stop do, er, taking creatine because he gets those creatine parts. <laughs> so what? So what could have been a very tender moment of sharing turned into you both immediately insulting the way the other one smells. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when you're this close, I mean, that's, that's pretty intimate right there. Yeah, you need to shower while you smell like farts. That's pretty honest. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys don't, it seems like you guys don't get that tired of each other. Uh, not yet, at least. Yeah, not yet. How long have you been on the road together? Uh, for a um, few weeks that we've been together. Like I said, we're in and out our, uh, right. every other week. So one week we're out together, the other week we're in the office, and then the next week we're in, we're together. But this is probably going to be one of our last trips together because he's training me. So He's graduating. Yeah, eventually <laughs> I'm going to probably go on these trips by myself, which is what he does. Um, so we'll be vocals. I have to say the crowd, you probably couldn't hear it, there's a genuine, like, um, people letting out emotion, and I felt it too. I think we're all feeling really sad at the idea of you guys not being together. <laughs> we're genuinely, uh, by a round of applause, who is genuinely affected by that? That was me clapping, by the way. <laughs> People don't like the idea of you guys being broken up. We fa we're falling in love with this odd couple on the road. <laughs> road dogs. Road dogs back on the road. Road dogs back on the road. That's probably the title of this episode. <laughs> it's Road Dogs Back on the Road. That's literally what I say every time we leave a warehouse and we get back in the car. <laughs> David says, describe each other in one word. Bold. Say bold? Bald. B A L D. I don't know how I describe you. Uh, uh, it's just too much to describe in one word, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. The character, I guess. Character? That's all, that's all I got. That's fair. That's fair. Wow. <laughs> we got just under 15 minutes left. I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to deal with. Anything else you guys are uh, like We to... got just over 15 minutes left of our drive. Look at that. So do you have, you have a hotel booked? You're aiming for the hotel tonight? That is true. Now, which one's going to shower first? The one who needs the shower or the one who smells like fucking creatine farts? Who gets first dibs? Uh, that would be uh, me because, uh, you know, 
trainee has to take all my dirty, my sloppy seconds. Yes, this is a well-known thing about being on the road. I know this as a comedian too. Second shower person has to step on the fucking already wet bath mat. Uh, do you do? Uh, you and if you forget the, uh, and if you forget body wash, you have to, you know, <laughs> use that bar of soap. And that is a small bar of soap, my friend. That is a small bar of soap. Wow. It's funny. It's like, uh, I have to say, and I don't want to bring up anything that we moved on from if you'd like to move on. Just let me know if you'd like to. But it, it, there, it, there is this weird thing that in the middle of this story, you told us about like such a loss. And then we're also seeing this relationship between you guys that seems so genuine and so close and there's something about that that feels uh, very real. Uh, well, uh, one of the things that happened when, uh, uh, it, when it actually happened, one of the only things that kept me in school at the time was uh, my rugby brothers. And just being out on the field with, uh, with them. And so, I mean, it's... Uh, it's a connection you make on the field and it just, you know, it helped me go through that, that trauma and everything, among other things. And he's been one that stayed by my side. So, you know, following my footsteps, following to my company that I work for. I think there's people crying in the crowd. I think people are crying because we're starting to view your relationship as genuinely beautiful. Just a couple. Sp- I've uh, honestly, I've what? never thought of that relationship like that before. But honestly, yeah, it can be. You just seem like a couple really nice, smelly dudes who have each other's backs. <laughs> it's funny about sports because I think a lot of people think of sports, and especially rugby, you think of just like drunken mayhem and meatheads. But there's also something to be said for, like, at its best, it's just creating these, like, little tribes that serve as support systems. And there's something very cool about that. But then also rugby players are, like, getting blackout drunk and punching each other in the face for fun. I mean, that only happened once, Chris. (laughs) What is the dirtiest thing you've ever seen happen during a rugby game? What's the dirtiest shit you ever saw go Uh down? During uh, regionals here, I'll tell you the worst thing that I've ever done. Uh, during uh, regionals, we just lost uh, the uh, set or the semifinals to get to the championship, so I was kind of pissed. And we come back the next day, we're fighting for third place, and this kid uh, on the other team just kept wailing on me. I don't know why. Uh, I did not antagonize him at all. I just want to point that out. But uh, we, uh, I was down, we're in a ruck, which is just a giant pile of dudes, you know, so the ref really can't see. So I, I started, uh, he started wailing on me, and I got up a little bit for him, and it, it was, we were playing in a blizzard. The ground was completely frozen. And as I was getting up, I took his head, smashed it in the ground, and uh, he uh, then grabbed my cleat as I was walking away. And out of reaction, this one I honestly did not do on purpose. I kicked my foot, and it hit him right above his eye. Ooh, you almost took his eye out. Yeah, that one I didn't do on purpose, but the head thing was 100%. (laughs) 
I do like that the crowd gasped in horror at the head thing, and then it turned out that was just the precursor to something much worse. <laughs> Trainee, I mean, that's the most dirty thing I've done, but... Trainee, what about you? You done anybody dirtier than that? Uh, um, kind of. Something I feel really bad about. Um, we were playing, uh, it was the beginning of the season, and we had a bunch of new freshmen playing with us. Um, and one of the players I played with in high school, and it was his first game, first college game playing rugby. Um, and we were just both going for the same guy. And it was kind of one of those things where a guy's standing in the middle and two guys are running at him from either side. Um, and we tackle this guy, but he bang heads. And it's probably part of the reason why I have bad memories. But uh, I have a really hard head, and he he has a soft head, and uh, soft head, soft soft. And uh, he got knocked out, and uh, an ambulance had to come and pick him up, and he was just out for the entire rest of the season. Or actually, for college, he never played again because he he just didn't want to come back. But at the party that he spent the night, he got drunk and started getting upset. And I kind of, like, crying about it because it was, like, his first game. And he got pulled out. He couldn't play. And he never came back and played with us again. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. Well, hey, it's not your fault he has a soft head. <laughs> you didn't get Exactly, you know. It, yeah. You didn't give the guy the soft head. That's just genetics. <laughs> exactly. Another good uh, rugby story. You want to hear about my first rugby party? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I go to uh, one practice, and then on Saturday we have a game. And we're playing, and uh, I play for this one game. So I've only been to one practice, one game at this point. I can get invited out to the rugby house. And uh, so uh, I was 18 at the time. We go to the rugby house, and, you know, as a freshman, I didn't know anybody there. Uh, I got plastered doing, you know, my first cake stands. Uh, it made me chug everything. I was just gone. And uh, I was in this group of uh, circle, and this uh, kid came up to me, and he's like, hey, uh, there's a uh, rugby tradition where a rookie has to go up behind the captain and suplex him. And if the the, the uh the uh, rookie that does that gets respect for the full team from then on, forever. And uh, so my uh, uh, drunken mind was like, that sounds fucking awesome. I want to be, <laughs> I want to be that rookie. So I go up behind the, uh, the captain at the time, and he's probably, you know, six, about five inches shorter than I am. I wrap around, around him to suplex him, and I whisper in his ear, you will respect me. <laughs> I, su I suplex him, roll away, walk up, walk off. Next thing I know, I just hear my name just getting yelled. I go over to him. I broke his ankle. <laughs> and uh, so... The rest of the party goes on, whatever. I go home. I remember thinking the next day, on, the Tuesday, on Tuesday when we had practice, 
I either can go to practice and get my ass kicked or just never show my face on the rugby field again. Luckily, I decided to get my ass kicked, and that's exactly what happened. Everyone he, took, uh, they got revenge uh, on you. So, oh, yeah. He was running practice, and we did a lot of tackling drills, and uh, I randomly got selected as a uh, tackle dummy every time. Wow. Wow. But what was your relationship like moving forward? Uh, after that, honestly, he never held it against me. He became our coach. My, uh, my, the last two years of rugby, he became the coach. Wow, that's rugby for you. You just beat the shit out of each other. Like after that game where you bounced the guy's head off the ground, put your cleat near his eye, you guys like went out and had drinks together after that, huh? Uh, yeah. And everything's fine. Everything's fine. But during the game, you get targeted if you mess up with somebody too much. Yeah. And the entire team then, you know, takes their back, or back, or back up that wall. Oh, wait. You might be driving through a part of Iowa that has particularly bad cell phone service. The question. Are you there? Oh, wow, you're coming in and out. Your service fading in and out with four minutes left and uh -oh. something that feels both sad and tragic and yet somehow poetic for a live show. I like the question you that... Want me to, you want me to pull over on the side of the road? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this crowd doesn't want you to go away. Um, the question that, question that came in that I enjoyed... You guys okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, there some ice on the side of the road. We good. We good. <laughs> That's good. Someone asked, are, is there any chance... Yeah. Someone asked, is there any chance you guys might be the best man at one another's weddings? Uh, never thought about that yet. Or at least in the wedding party. Yeah, I'd say at least the wedding party. At least the wedding party, for sure. That's good. Low-level usher. Maybe like a low-level usher, but we got other best men. I do want to point out, though, we were pulled over on the side of the road, and a trainee jumped out to take a piss. <laughs> you are the broiest dudes that have ever called this show. <laughs> You guys both got your collars popped right now, or what? Hair slicked back, you know, collars popped. How we do it? Is Trainee back in the car yet? Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Trainee, how was that for you? Uh, it's a little cold outside, but uh, it's not bad. It's always sketchy pulling over on the side of the road to take a pee because uh, it's just sketchy being right on the side of the road you don't want to get hit yeah that's not a good way to go out it's not a good way to go out <laughs> no. pissing on the side no, of a lonely not. Iowa highway not a good way to go out <laughs> we got a minute and a half left Is yeah. it, I feel like you guys um, have entertained us I thank you for that you've been quite charming I thank you for that you've also I think said some things that have been surprisingly profound are there any you have a platform here. Any last-minute messages you want to send out to the world with a little over a minute left? Oh, 
Um, you know, keep being beautiful. Keep being you know, beautiful. Uh, yeah. Hey, you say we can shout out our platform? Yeah, go ahead. Did you say? We're yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I got uh, Instagram called... Uh, no, Mark. no. Oh, we can't... It's anonymous, dude. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. I was going to shout myself out. I'm trying to get 350 followers, you know? Hey, if he says his Instagram, can you bleep it? And then the 350 people <laughs> there get it? How about that? How about... No, that's the deal. Jared, you will bleep it on the recording. But if you... Oh, my God. People are getting their phones out, trainee. I'm watching this crowd take their phones out. So, Trainee, this is a special treat just for the live audience. You will hear Trainee's Instagram. You'll all get to see those big-ass <laughs> shoulders yourselves. <laughs> trainee, you, okay, have, you, you have 10 seconds, Trainee. Okay, it's... <laughs> Your phone so, cut out. I couldn't have asked for a better ending than that. Thanks again to both of our callers for calling. I will tell you, the trainee has uh, reached out to me a number of times on different social media platforms. As in, I could get that plug back in. Not how it works, bro. Sorry, you got cut off. It's not how this show works. But thank you guys for calling. What a joy. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Jared O'Connell, Aaron Nelson in the booth making it happen. Thanks to the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. Thanks to Justin Linville for all his help with those shows. Thanks to John DeLore and Credit Cohen for helping me build this show. Thank you to Shell Shack for the intro music. You guys are the best. ChrisGeth.com is the website. I have touring dates up there. We got Burlington, Vermont. We got Salt Lake City. We got Austin, Texas. We got Washington, D.C., St. Louis, Missouri, Chicago, Bloomington, Indiana, a whole bunch more. Check it out. All those dates stand up touring this summer. That's all the business. You guys want to uh, help this show? Go to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Helps a lot. See you next time. I like sleep. I'm a busy guy. I'm often tired. I don't want to get out of bed. Unless I got some Thomas's original nooks and crannies English muffins waiting for me. Then I leap out of bed. I'm, I'm, I, all I want is to get right to my toaster. There's nothing quite like that irresistible nooks and crannies texture. Perfectly toasted with crispy edges and a soft, warm center. Butter pools inside those little nooks and crannies. It's amazing. It's a delicious burst of flavor. In every warm, toasty, buttery bite, I want to eat one right now. I'm in a demand they start keeping some around the Earwolf offices because this is making me so hungry for my Thomas's Nooks and Crannies English muffins. They are truly like no other. Support for today's show comes from YourMechanic.com. YourMechanic.com sends the mechanic right to you, right to your home, right to your office. Removes so much stress, so much uncertainty, and they even give you a quote up front it's the actual price you pay. If your car won't start and your check engine light's bugging you, call 800-701-6230 today to schedule an appointment or visit yourmechanic.com slash stories. For a limited time, you'll even get $20 off your first service. Call now, 800-701-6230. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, a survivor of a lot of abuse 
tells us what's it like to be a, a man who keeps on living after that. Even like you were just saying, like maybe people, maybe I should have like physically pushed back more. And it's like, well, you also went through something as a kid where maybe that's a terrifying thing to do, or 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 a really brutally confusing thing to do. And uh, it's just uh, eye opening. But I'm glad that puppy. Yeah, I'm, I'm mean, glad we got a puppy playing in the background. That sounds like it's nice. I mean, yeah, I think that people do have a lot more going on on the inside than so many people will never know. I. I've definitely tried to live by that don't judge a book by its cover because of that reason. I I, I definitely don't appear as though I'm damaged at all. I honestly am kind of a happy-go-lucky guy, which I try to be as happy as I can, and I don't want things that happened in my past to affect me. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous. It's Jessica St. Clair and Lennon Parham here. If you haven't listened to Womp It Up, we've got all brand new episodes. They're airing weekly. Chances are there's about 20,000 episodes for you to listen to on your drive. We've got some of the best comedians in the biz on playing amazing characters. Casey Wilson. Rob Hubel. Paul Shear, Jason Manzukis, Mary Holland. Nick Kroll. Ryan Husky. How about Andy Daly? And that's just to name a few. Please join us every week for a new episode of Womp It Up and watch as the Wamplerverse expands before your eyes. Hashtag turn around. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.